0: Welcome to Bible Believers Fellowship and the ministry of bbfohio.com. I'm Pastor Greg and I welcome you to our study as we finish Luke chapter 17, covering verses 34 through 37 with a study titled, The Post-Trib Rapture. You'll find the conclusion of this two-part study at bbfohio.com, along with many other free Bible studies in audio and video format as well as numerous other free resources and our contact and donation information all at bbfohire.com and now we begin with a current events update and then our study in luke chapter 17 verses 34 to 37 titled the post-trib rapture this is part one of two current events updates Wait down. <laughs> First, we have to warn you, because that's what God has told real preachers to do, warn you of error and apostasy in the pulpits of America. This was on Christian Headlines' website, a shocking new poll. Only 37% of U.S. pastors hold a biblical worldview. That's very And uh, I can only speak for myself, but it isn't a shock to me. Um, I, I know a lot of preachers. <laughs> a lot of ministers, I'll call them the head, you know, the churches around here. It's an amazing thing how many men who are and the women, there's a lot of women preachers too, and how many of them don't believe the Bible and don't hold to a Christian worldview. But Jesus predicted that. So as you see this stuff going on, like, well, Jesus is right again. The Bible is right again. This is quote. This is another strong piece of evidence that the culture is influencing the American church more than the Christian churches are influencing the culture. End quote. That's from George Barna, director of research at the university uh, university's culture cultural research center. Only King James Bible believers have an infallible Bible, Amen. and that's the problem. Uh, as the church has gone away from the King James Bible, they've adopted Bibles that. You can take it or leave it. You don't like what the NIV says? Just run over to the New American Standard. You don't like what that says? Get the Living Bible. If you really want to be good, you don't like what the Bible says, go to the Greek. There's at least half a dozen choices you can throw in there to change the meaning. And that's what everybody's doing. But the Bible, that's the wrong reference. Romans 10.17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Well, if what you're reading is not the Word of God, you're not going to have the right faith. That's, right. Amen. That's just the way it is. No Bible, no faith. Amen. And they're, they're stealing, people, stealing people's Bibles from them in the sense that they're teaching you not to believe what the Bible says. Well, if you don't have Amen. a Bible, you don't have faith. Amen. Now, I did not say only King James Bible believers are saved. That's right. But most of those who are not King James Bible believing make shipwreck. Not just individuals, it's churches, schools, denominations. Just look around. I mean, when I got saved 30 years ago became a Christian, I heard this stuff. And I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. There are dozens of churches, dozens of schools, hundreds, not exaggerating, hundreds of preachers that were in the ministry in 1990 when I got saved, who have totally given up Christianity now. Or just shut their doors. How many of you heard of Tennessee Temple University? Tennessee Temple University was one of the biggest Bible believing schools in the 50s and 60s. Doesn't even exist today. And I get All kinds of schools I could list that have gone the same way. And that's what's killing this country. The data on children's pastors and youth pastors is particularly discouraging, according to Barna. Quote, keep in mind, a person's worldview primarily develops before the age of 13, then goes through a period of refinement during their teens and 20s. From a worldview perspective, a church's most important ministers are the children's pastor and youth ministry. I disagree with that, but I'll go on. Discovering that seven out of every eight of those pastors lack a biblical worldview, did you hear that? Seven out of eight who are involved in kids' ministries. And I'm just going to say it. You know what a lot of those guys are? Pedophiles. They don't not only not believe the Bible, they're in youth ministry because they want to get their hands on the kids. And it's happening all over the country, and you hardly ever see it in the news except for local news. And it's going on in hundreds of churches right now this morning. The New Testament epistles know nothing of youth or children, pastors or ministries. Look it up. Find it in their Bible. Oh, we're Bible believers. We believe the Bible. We go by the Bible. Nothing but the Bible. And then they add all this stuff that's not in the Bible. You know what children's ministry is called? The family. You bring your kids in, you teach them that there's a time to sit still and a time to play. Now, you know, they're kids. We don't expect kids not to make noise. And when they make noise, as long as they're not out screaming me, then I don't don't, don't even pay attention to it. But you do have to teach your kids this is the time where we get together and study the Bible together. You know what they've produced in the last 30, 40 years? A bunch of kids who grow up and they have no idea what adult church is. So now you go to churches and it's a clown show. Why are the church services a clown show? Because that's how they were raised. That's what Children of Misery is. Five minutes of a Bible study, and then you got clowns and puppets, and, you know, water bottles and water balloons or whatever. You know. And that's all great and fun, but this produces a bunch of kids who don't have any clue what it's like to be an adult, mature Christian. You see, what you do is you learn. The kids may not learn much here. As they get older, they should. Give them a piece of paper and pencil and tell them to take notes and ask write down questions they have. Amen. Then you go home and you are the youth minister. You teach your children. Amen. You say, what about the kid whose parents don't believe and don't really want to teach them? Invite them to church. Preach the gospel to them. And then take them under your wing as a mentor. Amen. Spend time with them. Invite them over for dinner. Have a movie and... and, and uh, Pizza and sit down for Bible study for a little while. Most kids would just enjoy just coming over and having Bible study and pizza. I know I would. (laughs) Invite me over. (laughs) There's the choice back to the Bible or back to the jungle. That's your choice. You want to see America continue to go? I love my country. Oh, then you should get your country back to the Bible. Your country's going to go to the jungle. How many of you have not seen that in the last two or three years? The jungle. They've been burning our cities down. What do you think that was in Buffalo and that shooting at that supermarket? The jungle. That guy was a Bible-rejecting, Jew-hating, racist who went and shot a bunch of people that were black because of their skin color. How's that happen? You get away from God. Setting the stage for the beast. This godless worldview. Everybody's going away from God. Everybody's smarter than God. They don't need the Bible. And what you're going to end up with a bunch of people are going to disappear in a thing called the rapture. And then you're going to have to take a mark in order to eat. And people are going to do it. There's a lot of people that got a COVID shot just because they're afraid they're going to lose their jobs. Not because they thought the shot was going to work. I don't care. If you think that shot was going to work and you want to get it, power to you. But I'm just telling you, a lot of people got that shot out of fear. They were intimidated into getting that shot. They could shove it in their ear. Number two, apathy and ignorance got us where we are and many pastors urge us to remain so. Now we just set off to the side all the so-called pastors that don't even believe the Bible. Now we're going to talk about the guys who claim to believe the Bible. And they're trying to dumb everybody down. They do it by sounding spiritual, holy. Well, we don't talk about politics. I don't talk about politics. I talk about morality. I talk about whatever God's Word talks about. And if some politician or political party turns that into a political thing, I'm not going to stop talking about it. They've turned abortion into a political thing. It's murder. It's immoral. I'm going to talk about it. Marriage is between a man and a woman. You turn it into anything else and call it politics, go right ahead. I'm still going to tell you, it's wicked. This guy, don't know him, but he was speaking to a bunch of preachers. H.B. Charles Jr., now the, the headline is deceptive because he says the headline says pastors should preach the gospel not talking points from Fox News or MSNBC. I actually say amen to that. But what you hear here, you're not going to hear on Fox News. Yes. How many of you have heard Fox News say back to the Bible or back to the jungle? <laughs> How many times are you going to hear Fox News call abortion murder? Yes. They might have a guest on there that does but they don't and so forth so on and what have you the problem with the headline is it's a false premise because then if you actually listen to what he says this his last name's Charles said he understood that there are many reasons why pastors might want to preach about current events see the headline took the phrase when he referred to the news networks but the message is for pastors to keep you stupid To make sure you continue to watch fake news on ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, etc. So that you'll be dumb. Because if that's where you're getting your news, you're dumb. Unless you're listening to that news and testing it by the truth and going out and researching, see what the facts are, it'll keep you stupid. But the distraction of the week's headlines can make it easy for pastors to focus on the busyness of the world and as a result, they could end up forgetting about both their salvation and that of whom they serve. Well, I'll just give him a recommendation. Have a 10 to 15 minutes, convert current events updates like we do, and then teach the Bible. Amen. You see, that's the problem. There's all these people who want to sound real spiritual and holy, and they, they really are stupid. Yep. Addressing current events from a biblical worldview is not talking points from Fox News or AMSNBC. Amen. Right? It just is. Earlier in his sermon, Charles preached on 1 Peter 1, 10-12, a letter written by Peter, an apostle to Christians about not forgetting their salvation by allowing themselves to be distracted by the day's events. That's not what Peter's message is. He does tell us that we do need to remember your salvation. You do need to be thankful for your salvation. You need to tell others how to be saved. But that then is supposed to then inform your response to the world not keep you from being distracted. (laughs) See how crazy that is? An intelligent, spirit-filled Christian can be informed and not distracted. There's this thing on the internet I see all the time. And they'll say, this was the headline because they're trying to keep you from noticing this. Well, wait a minute. But if that's in the headlines, it may not be the headline, but if it's in the headlines and you've got any sense, you're able to see both. Amen? Amen? We should have an exercise someday. I'm going to have everybody, I'm going to pass out chewing gum. And we're all going to walk around the building to see how many cannot chew gum and walk at the same time. (laughs) Because you can. See, the problem is, is when they don't put things in the news. And then they have this other stuff to distract you. Which is what's going on with the documentary called 2,000 Mules. Fox News. Fox News is censoring the news so that you won't know about that. Yep. Right. So all these people out there saying, Are you? I've had people call in, they listen to our radio program, and they'll call in, this only happened three or four times over the years, but they'll say something like, well, that current event stuff, I don't really care for it. If I want to hear that, I'd go to Fox News. You know what I tell them? I'm just telling you the truth, what I tell them. I said, if you think what you're hearing on our current events is what you're hearing on Fox News, you don't have any sense. Go back and listen to Fox News and then come back and listen to our current events and tell me what I said that they said on Fox News. You won't hear it. Not the same thing. But that's how people... People are dishonest. You know that? Everybody in here has a sinful nature. And only with the help of the Holy Spirit will you be more honest than others. Because man is inherently dishonest. And so when they argue, they don't really argue the point. They come up with something that doesn't even have anything to do with the conversation. He says, I suggest to you brothers that this apostolic letter is a pastoral manual. Consider this text, how the Apostle Peter speaks to troubled Christians. See, that's the thing. He's getting it, but he's not going to get it. Not preoccupied with the events of the moment. He's not... Peter wasn't talking about current events. He was talking about your own issues, your own trials, your own troubles. Don't let those things keep you from the Lord and from enjoying your salvation and serving the Lord. That's what Peter taught. Peter did not say anything about not knowing current events and not sharing them with the church. Again, being informed is not to be preoccupied. To be informed is exactly what you and I are called to be. I could not find where at any point... This fella presented a balance on those issues, and I've sat through. That's people ask me because I don't go to. I rarely go to pastoral conferences. You think you know everything? No, I just got sick of sitting there biting my tongue, clenching the pew, and wanting to stand up and shout at the idiocy coming from the pulpits. I, you can imagine this stuff I can tell you sometimes we'll sit down over a coffee and I'll go on for about two hours telling you all the nonsense <laughs> a pastor who does not address current events is not a pastor Amen. Amen. John ten twelve. but he that is an hireling now there's nothing wrong with a pastor being paid a pastor being paid so that he can spend all his time in the ministry nothing wrong with that that's biblical you know Paul talks about it you shouldn't muzzle the ox that treadeth the corn you know and all that but if that's his real purpose is to as I, I've told you the stories, seminary graduates didn't even hide it just told me the reason they were in the pastorate, the pay the benefits getting to golf all the time and call it counseling <laughs> yeah they told me it. they just told me that's why they got in the ministry that's what you call a hireling but he that is in an hireling and not the shepherd who's owned the sheep are not so you don't care about the sheep Seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. That's a preacher who doesn't tell you current events. Yeah. And the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. That's going on all over the country. That's right. The hireling fleeth because he is a an hireling, <laughs> and careth not for the sheep. Yeah, that's right. Here's another one. Important for you to learn this. Proverbs 22.3 A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. You know there are people dead right now because their pastors didn't warn them about what they'd do to them if they put them in the hospital with COVID and stuck them on a respirator and killed them. I know some. Yeah. I know some also that are alive today because they knew they shouldn't go to the hospital and get put on a ventilator. Amen. That's just one example. The gospel. I want to say this. I gotta say this. And I'm not saying, I'm not tooting my horn. I'm just telling you. Remember I told you about Naomi Judd. I'm from Portsmouth, Ohio, Wheelersburg, Ohio. Naomi Naomi Judd was like, everybody down there kind of thought of her as a neighbor. She was from Ashland. And she moved to Tennessee and made a career, but she was from Ashland. She came there a lot. And so people just felt like they knew her. Uh, You've probably heard she blew her head off. Used a gun. What they're not telling you is psych meds. These psych meds and anxiety medications, go look it up yourself, don't take my word for it, they're causing suicide rates to skyrocket. And there are some people who need that medicine. But nowhere near the number that are on it. Amen. So if you're taking something like that, just because you feel a little down or don't sleep real good and all that, and you're not taking care of yourself, you don't have a good diet, you don't have good sleeping habits, you're not... You know, trying to relieve stress and all that, and you just take a pill instead of doing things to change your lifestyle and everything, you're wrong. It's wrong to do that. But if you're doing what you should do and you still need medication, you're the exception. But there are millions of people on that stuff who shouldn't be on that stuff. I'm not telling anybody. I know several of you have told me you're on it. Several, just a few. Don't go around asking and investigating, but I'm telling you. And if you believe you need it, and you are sure you're doing what you can to not have to take it but still need it, that's what it's intended for. Amen. But there are millions of people on that stuff, and every I, and it's not just suicide, it's homicide. We don't know. But that, that guy up there in Buffalo, we don't know. But there are some of these guys, you look and research, you'll find these masked shooters, they were on those meds, flipped out, Start shooting people. The gospel is the priority, and Bible teaching is our main ministry. Amen. Amen. But being informed is obedience to the word of God. Amen. We read in Luke 16: the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. I've told you this. I'm a Christian. I love Christians. And some the majority of Christians I've ever known are some of the dumbest people around. Amen. I love them, but they're dumb. Why? Because they are in defiance of the Word of God. They don't study. They don't read. They don't look around. They don't try to educate themselves. Talk about history. History teaches us that men do not learn from history. If you do not learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. That describes the majority of Christians today, professing Christians. Matthew 10, 16, Jesus said, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Can you find in there anywhere where Jesus is telling you to be ignorant? No, No, He's not. And uh, that's all, you know, my ministry as as a pastor, I'm not here to be your guru. I'm not here to make you think I'm something special. I'm not. I'm saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. If you're saved, you and I are on the same playing field. Equal level. The only thing different between you and I is God has gifted me with the ability to teach. He's called me to this ministry, put me here, so I'm teaching. Amen. But if, if I stop reading the Word, I stop walking with the Lord, if I stop educating myself, you'll see me fall. Yep, that's, right. that's true about everybody in this room. Alright, as we said, we're in Luke 17. We're going to pick up verse uh, 34 and finish the chapter. We've titled this The Post-Trib Rapture. Jesus, in our previous studies, uh, last two studies, Jesus has uh, just told us to remember Lot's wife. So just remember that that's the context. He's talking about as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Lot. Remember Lot's wife. And that's we pick up then in verse 34. And let's read verses 34 through 37. You can read the odd verses. So I'll start with verse 34. I tell you, in that night there shall be two men in one bed, the one shall be taken, and the other shall be left. Two women shall be grinding together, the one shall be taken, and the other left. Two men shall be in the field, the one shall be taken, and the other left. And they answered and said unto him, Where, Lord? And he said unto them, Wheresoever the body is, thither will the eagles be gathered together. Amen? So, this is not the church that he's talking to, but tribulation saints. And so, keep that in mind, the context of what he's talking about are those who are going to go through this coming tribulation period. There are seven raptures in the Bible. Some of you saw the title of this message, the post-trib rapture, and some people might think, well, wait a minute, I thought you believed in the pre-trib rapture. I do. But you said post-trib rapture. I do. Why? Why? There are seven raptures. Amen. First, The first rapture was Enoch. Amen. Yep. And uh, Enoch pictures those who are alive and remain and caught up in the air during the pre-trib rapture because like Enoch, those who are raptured will never have to suffer physical death. Amen. And we talked about that recently. Then it was Elijah. Remember Elijah going up in the chariot of fire? Amen. Then Jesus in Acts chapter 1. He ascended to heaven. He was caught up. That's from the Greek word harpazo. Some of you heard that. That's where the word rapture comes from. It's not a transliteration, but it's a Latin word that is used for the Greek term harpazo. You come up to the English and it just says caught up. But they're all three the same word in different languages. Harpazo Greek, Uh, raptura Latin, caught up English, but also rapture is uh, used in English. The fourth rapture was Paul. I mean, you remember Paul said, I was caught up to the third heaven. We we went over that a couple weeks ago in our Wednesday night study. And the fifth will be the rapture of the church, which could happen at any moment. That's what we call the pre-tribulation rapture. The sixth will be the two witnesses. In uh, Revelation, I believe it's chapter 14, um, you'll see uh, Revelation 11 on, the uh, ministry of the two witnesses is to basically burn people alive when they come after them. (laughs) But they also preach. And they will be killed, they'll be left in the streets for three days, and then they'll be resurrected and raptured. Then the final rapture is what we're reading about here in Luke 17, the tribulation saints. Now, it's important uh, to get that. The post-trib rapture of the saints, Jesus doesn't mention the church because when He's talking, there is no church. The church of Jesus Christ... Uh, began really when Jesus looked at the uh, his followers and you'll see that at the end of the Gospel of John and he breathes on them and says receive the Holy Spirit then on Pentecost it says the souls there saved, was it 2,000? 3,000? 3,000? there's 3,000 souls saved on Pentecost it said were added to the church so the church was already there where did the church come from? when he breathed the Holy Spirit on him at the end of the book of John. So then, from that point on, you're building the church. Before the resurrection of Jesus Christ, there is no church.